This is our Have Faith segment with Carol Bull, who is the pastor at the United Church of Ware. We have different representatives from various faith communities who are with us, and we'll have some members of non-faith communities on this segment as well. We love Carol Bull and her insights and her compassion and her passion for life. She was, prior to being the uh, pastor at the United Church of Ware for many years, she was the person with the responsibility for being the spiritual uh, guide at Cooley Dickinson Hospital. Carol Bull, we were emailing back and forth earlier today about uh, Alexei Navalny, and you said something about him uh, and, and his wife. You said to me, their lives are astonishing examples of nonviolence in action. Could you tell us more about that, your thoughts about nonviolence in action and their examples of it? Yes. So um, to start off, um, we remember about Alexei that he returned to Russia knowing full well it could prove fatal. Uh, but this is from Politico, but that's what real leaders do. They lead by example, even if that means being prepared to offer themselves up, if that's what it takes to stir people into action. So if anyone has been following the story of Navalny in the last several years even, um, it is clear that he has... Uh, a quality that escapes many of us, uh, and, and I call this his focused state of inner fearlessness. A uh, focused state of inner fearless, fearlessness. Wow. I mean, he did. This was a calculated uh, risk on his part. Um, I mean, I obviously had hoped that somehow the Russian people would uh, support him, that Putin wouldn't dare to try to kill him again. Uh, he was wrong about that, uh, and that he would somehow, by being in Russia, somehow be the the impetus, the the the, the uh, energi- energizing factor for people to actually in Russia to make the country a a democracy. Um, he lost that bet. Well, he said he is in favor of hope um, all the time. And um, I, I believe uh, he has, since he has now died, and people believe was murdered, um, we have to remember that, we're, that nonviolence is not to glorify anyone's suffering, but rather to, uh, or to discount normal human fear. You know, Gandhi said every time he walked, he was afraid. Um, or to uh, discount trauma, but hold to its origin, this inner focused state of fearlessness underneath all of those human factors. Um, And I love this. His whole family is in on on this mission, right? Um, Daria, their 20-year-old, at the time, Stanford University student, 
accepting the Sakharov uh, Prize for Freedom of Thought on her father's behalf, she made this statement to the European Parliament in 2021. I don't understand why those who advocate for pragmatic relations with dictators can't simply open the history books. It would be a very pragmatic act, and having it done, it's very easy to understand the inescapable political law, the pacification of dictators and tyrants never works. And in one of uh, Navalny's uh, letters that he wrote to friends recently, he said, if South Korea and Taiwan were able to make the transition from dictatorship, then perhaps Russia could too. And once again, he said, hope, I've got no problem with it. These are strong statements of nonviolence in action. What do you say about the fact that uh, uh, Alexei Navalny's wife is left a widow, his kids are left without a father? I mean, one family's lives, uh, perhaps, and the picture of world history not as important as the uh, democracy or lack thereof, more to the point, in Russia. But still, that part of this story breaks my heart. Of course, and it ought to. It ought to break our hearts. It's shattering information and shattering outcomes and ones uh, that our country could have taken more forceful actions on. That's a whole other story. Um, But... uh, yeah, she says, Yulia has said that she, half of her has been killed, but the half that lives is going to carry on his work. That's what she's received from this experience. And we see this time and again in America when there's mass shootings and things like that, and people come forward and forgive those who have done things to them. To me, it's astonishing, and it often happens really quickly, but why do people why do some people of faith do that immediately because otherwise it erodes that deep state of inner fearlessness that we need to keep alive with and keep the fight on with but forgiveness is part of christianity it is part of christianity exactly i'm having i always have trouble reconciling yes. that i mean yeah. how do i forgive putin for this yes exactly well we start by prayer which is we say it in uh, the only way we can um, you know, and and Alexei talked about hating them, too, you know. So there's these human emotions we're allowed to express. And yet deep inside, underneath that hate, was this fearlessness that none of us could muster, I don't think. So, wow, it, it's an example for the rest of us to, to stay in that state of inner fearlessness where people and others and, you know, people, you know, Gandhi, you see him marching up those steps when he did his work, and called the enemy my friend, the enemy. Um, if that's the model, then that's what we all need to work on. Um, and it's not easy. And being an activist is not easy. And um, it's interesting in reading about Navalny some this morning. He didn't like the word dissident, uh, particularly. So, and yet his biographer used that term in the book. So, um, and and why not? I don't know, actually. I have uh, more okay. work to uh, do here. Right. Yeah, right. I don't know. I, I, I read a quick thing on it, but I don't. I, it hasn't stayed in my brain this morning. 
Um, but yes. I, I think because it did not give him credit for being a political actor on the Russian uh, in, on the Russian stage, and, and that, it, that it yeah. reduced his uh, yeah. uh, importance and yes. his position. Yes, he wasn't a dissident. He wanted to be a candidate for yeah, exactly uh, for the head of the Russian Federation. Well, if, if I may, on that point, I, I've watched the Navalny documentary. Oh, it's amazing! It's amazing. Yeah. It's six. It's I've watched it six times <laughs> uh, on CNN because it plays a lot. And um, you know, interesting. I wanted to bring up forgiveness again. Uh, he was in the, in that entire documentary. There's one part that's two minutes long where he is actually criticized mm-hmm. by the questioner, and he bring and the questioner brings up the fact that Navalny was trying to make alliance with uh, less than uh, reputable elements mm-hmm. of the Russian political system, right wing mm-hmm. fanatics, mm-hmm. you know, some say neo Nazi groups and yeah. things like that. And he kind of pushed back in some ways, saying, "When you're trying to change a country." You're trying to create as an expansive an alliance as possible. Mm-hmm. And, but I think he did ask you know, for forgiveness and errors. He, he's made maybe some criticism at that time about immigrants. And I wonder what you think about that as a, as a political person. Mistakes are made, mm-hmm. and you sometimes realize that later on. What do you think about that? I think that's true. We all make mistakes daily um, in terms of what we think, how we act, I mean, I was so impressed with the die-in that was here recently in Northampton, you know, and I, I have been having some medical issues, so I couldn't participate, but I wanted to be lying down in that street, you know, like, oh, my goodness, what beautiful actions we have locally. And yet we sometimes make errors, right? There's communities who have been in distress and divided because of the issue in Israel and Palestine. So it's very, very tough. Reverend Carroll you are a proponent of nonviolence. You speak of nonviolence. You invoke uh, Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr. many times. Yes. I'm wondering whether or not the murder, and I believe it is a murder, of uh, Navalny uh, leaves you with some question about the uh, utility of nonviolence mm. because he's dead now. And this damage to the uh, groups, uh, to the forces in Russia that would be a democracy that could bring freedom to the Russian people has suffered a grievous blow. So how is this a testament to the power of nonviolence? Why isn't it in some ways the lesson of maybe that's, this is not as effective a, a, a uh, manner of going about change as you 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 say it is well so i was looking into nonviolence news this week and um she had so many requests for insertions into her work and she's one person i think doing that work or a few people maybe um and she had so many submissions she couldn't she couldn't list them all there were so many examples of nonviolence around the world that are going on now the farming farmers striking in india you know, on and on and on and on. So I think we those need to be our headlines. They're, they're not in our headlines, mostly in the regular press, and they need to be in our headlines, um, just like they are here where we have a die-in on the, uh, in the Gazette. So, um, you know. I think, Reverend Carol Bull, that, that's exactly what I think in response to Bill's good question, fair question. I, I think there are certain 
Um, I'm thinking of Nelson Mandela after 26 years, and he said, I wouldn't give up one day because it allows us to move on. It, it changed me uh, and, and provided a platform for me to understand where this country, what this country needs. I think we, it's up to us to celebrate Navalny's death. I think it, we can't let it die. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that there are people who, as you say, live in a state of fearlessness mm-hmm. and are willing to sacrifice even the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and every Memorial Day, you know, we, we celebrate people in uniform who, mm-hmm. who died, but, but the truth is we should also celebrate the civil rights workers who went down to Mississippi and, yes. and were killed and, and so many victims of lynchings. We should not let their memories die. It's up to mm-hmm. us to make his death worthwhile mm-hmm. if it's ever possible to do so. Yeah, and the news now is turning to the other people in prison now still there that you probably know full well about. So I think it remains to be seen. We know violence doesn't work, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't work to silence, you know. Um, and uh, Sakharov, I love what he said. Uh, I was reading a little bit about him this morning. Um, yeah, so, well... It's along the lines of what Daria said so very well. The pacification of dictators and tyrants never works. We are speaking with Reverend Carol Bull. She is the pastor at the United Church of Ware. We continue our conversation about nonviolence and murder in Russia right after this. The Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. On this Half Faith segment with Reverend Carol Bull, pastor at the United Church of Ware, we are discussing Alexei Navalny and his wife, Yulia Navalnya. How do you pronounce her last name, Buzz? Navalnya. And uh, and their kids, and the movement he led, and the importance and the effectiveness, or not, of nonviolence. I'm wondering, in your capacity as a pastor, uh, Reverend Bull, whether or not your uh, speaking of nonviolence resonates with your congregation, or is it seen as something foreign? I would say it's mixed, the results are mixed. Some people are inspired by it. Some people don't quite get it still. Um, you know, they have different alliances with uh, things before I ever came and things like that. Um, but I, I just found Sakharov's quote, which I meant to say before we went on break. The most powerful weapon is not the bomb, it's the truth, mm. which is something Gandhi, of course, said as well in others. So... Um, and I, I also want to say in response to your last question, Bill, that it remains to be seen what nonviolence movements around the world will do with this grievous loss and shattering situation for this family, for sure. Remains I, to be seen. Yeah, I think that's true. We, you can't have a sense of the, pro, the, the, the projection of, of history at this early moment. Mm-hmm. But we can say that his loss, his death, Navalny's death, mm-hmm. is, a, is indeed a grievous loss uh, to the opposition in Russia. Mm-hmm. And that's just true. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, while the celebration of nonviolence makes enormous sense, and we look at the 
victories of Dr. Martin Luther King, and we look at the victories of Gandhi, and there are many other examples, there is still an enormous cost Mm -hmm. to nonviolence. And I'm wondering if you have some reflections on that Mm -hmm. you'd be willing to share. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think um, the cost ranges from stress and illness to death for people who practice nonviolence on a regular basis. They also go, like Jesus did, went out, go out to the wilderness and recover, right? Because it's too much. But like Jesus was killed for his beliefs about empire, um, uh, you know, we believe he's still here with us in spirit, you know, that that spirit of his nonviolence and giving to all those people on the edge, you know, he hung out with the outliers, let's face it, um, that we are to do the same. We are to also do the same. And if and I don't know what that means in terms politically, what we do in terms of Russia. You know, I mean, I see our government stumbling and fumbling with all of that. Uh, and yet then there's some good things happening. You know, the whole thing about trying to impeach and Biden for that one reason just got overturned. So um, I want but I want to leave it on on this uh, read about Navalny. Watch his documentary, which I have not yet done. Um, and there's a there's a biography of him. You know, just keep learning about who he was and watch what his family does and watch what the opposition has to contend with. In the, in the face of his death. And most importantly, and, focus on why he did it. Yes. I think we should leave it actually with the thought on how nonviolence does not mean acquiescence. It actually means quite the opposite. Exactly. Want to take a half a minute to explain exactly. that to us? Yeah, it takes this inner state of fearlessness, I believe, that's beyond human emotion, that is dedic- has a dedication and a commitment to it that no matter what, um, this is what I have to be. This is this is the symbol. I mean, Jesus knew it was coming. Navalny knew it was coming, and um, and so sad for him and his family. I feel like I lost a brother. So it makes me sad. It sometimes brings me to tear every time I see him on the television. Every time I hear his name invoked, and I just hope that somehow the world can come together to give life to what he stood for, and so that his death really does stand as a testament to humanity and for victory for freedom. Yes. Reverend Carol Bull, thank you so very much. Thank you.